Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the words that sustains the weary. He awakens me morning by morning, awakens my ears to listen like one being instructed. Glory to Jesus. A blessed morning, friends. Once again, welcome to the Porter's Gate broadcast. Wherever you are this morning, I want to welcome you thank you for joining if you're going to be connecting with us from any part of the world well you are welcome this morning by god's grace we are going to you know seek the heart of god once again look into god's mind we want to believe god to continue to speak to us to give us directions and instruction in line with his prophetic counsel for our day for our time we live in such a beautiful season in time there's, there's a lot that God is doing in our day. There's a lot of, you know, uh, uh, redirection, instructions, realignment, corrections that is taking place. So we just want to get ourselves aligned and, you know, if you will, been ready for, you know, what is ahead of us. The days ahead of us are days that will require that we develop the right, you know, f- you know, mindset, the right fortitude, the right attitude. Amen. So if you're joining me this morning, once again, welcome. We want to pray in the next few minutes and just believe God for great things. We've been uh, uh, in, talking about God's dealings, productivity, and the concept of success, you know, uh, in the past uh, few sessions now. We're just basically allowing the Lord you know, to give us clarity and direction as we lay, you know, if you will, a foundation or if you will, a, a framework in the advancement of, you know, our calling and representations in the earth. So we, we've been dealing with this. I remember we started with the whole concept of occupying till Christ come. We're not done with that. In the midst of that, God is, you know, uh, uh, injecting another, you know, sense of truth. We live in a day where the Spirit of God is restoring truth back into our lives. Yeah, these are days of the restorations of truth. 
and that restoration of course will lead us into all kinds of dynamics and requirements and instructions if you will many of them are correctional many of them yes are, are you know are seeking to bring back the right structure of life uh, you know so that we are able to carry whatever the spirit of god will have us you know carry in this season and so i want to welcome you friends wherever you are across the world welcome to the potter's gate the lord is doing a new thing that day father we want to thank you once again thank you for your heart thank you for your word Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your intentions. Thank you, Father, for the way you have been coming to us. Thank you for the way you've been speaking. Yes, we thank you for your word. Once again, that is growing in our heart and that is prevailing, prevailing our notions. Your word is prevailing over our ideas and belief system. Your word is prevailing. Your truth is prevailing. So mightily grew the word of God and prevail. We thank you, God, that we can allow your word to prevail over every dimension, over every aspect of our being. We thank you this morning that your word, yes, is our finality. Your word is our final habitat. Your word is the final authority. We thank you this morning as we look again into your word and allow you to speak to us, to build within our, our spiritual lifestyle. Lord, that this truth will encourage us to understand your mind. One of the things that you are emphasizing, particularly in, in this period in time, is, a, is an orientation that is rooted, yes, within your life and in the operations of your kingdom. So we thank you once again, Lord, that as you bring instructions into our life, may we adjust, may we live life in a way that pleases you, in a way that glorifies you. I thank you once again that we will not be derailed, not distracted. We will not be be tampered with by the enemy, but we will keep our vessel, yes, worthy and pure and holy. You will be glorified as you continue, yes, to speak to us, as you continue to wash us by the washing of the water through the through your word. We thank you this morning. We bless your name. Yes, your word will spread. As your word grows, your word will also spread and multiply within our life and through our life. We thank you for this two, these two scriptures that you have brought again to my mind. Yes, thank you, Father, that we will run with them. We will allow your word to be rooted deeply within our heart. That, Lord, we will not seek a dimension of a life that is just seeking to build something. Yes, that can impress men. No, Lord, that our life will become a place that you have citadel, a place that you have, yes, occupy, and a place that you have, yes, designed as your governing throne, that through our life, yes, you will express your kingdom in the earth. You will manifest your glory, oh God, across the firmament. We thank you once again this morning that we will understand the priorities of your kingdom. We will align ourselves with the orientation of your kingdom. Once again, we pray corporately wherever we are across the globe. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in our lives and through our lives. We thank you, Father. We bless your name. We glorify you. We honor you. Take your place. Be exalted. Be magnified. Be lifted high. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We lift your name on high. We just glorify your name this morning. Come have your way. Lead us, teach us, guide us, instruct us. Oh, hallelujah. 
Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. We thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Well, friends, if you're joining me this morning, once again, I want to welcome you to the Potter's Gate Global. A few days ago, uh, in fact, two days ago, I was, you know, just in the place of prayer and the Lord began to inject certain, you know, uh, expressions and words into my spirit. And as I was praying, I realized that I was saying Potter's Gate Global. And I, in fact, it did not occur to me until it's like I had to catch myself. I'm like, what am I saying? And suddenly I realized that the Lord is adding another, you know, face, another, you know, uh, uh, if you will, you know, a, a part to what we represent. And that's how God does his thing. So we, 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 we believe God, all right, you know, to shift into that concept, amen, of Porter's Gate Global. Whatever that means to God. We want to embrace it, okay? We don't just want to assume and presume that we know what it means. That the fact that, all right, it's global, therefore we have to be here, Do we have to do this, we have to do that. No, it is the Lord that is building his house. And at every injunction, at every interval, he will inject, you know, voices, directions, and of course, initiatives. So we want to thank God, all right? And it's for this reason that, you know, I've been talking about the concept, amen, of you know uh, uh, let me go back to that topic again i'm going to talk about god's dealings god's you know uh, god's dealing of course the concept of productivity and success and i remember sharing that you know this concept uh you know their orientation their orientation you see our life is not our own now we read a scripture sometimes back while we began to you know deal with this concept maybe i should quickly go to that scripture and it's very important because i want us to understand that going forward we require that we are well informed about what is defined as amen the life of god number one secondly about what is defined amen or or, or you know uh, if you will call you know the kingdom life or the kingdom things the kingdom of god if you will like many will call it kingdom of god now th those are very powerful you know you know <clears throat> excuse me ideas <clears throat> excuse me or ideologies the, the the things of god are run by powerful ideas powerful ideologies powerful culture powerful belief system all right, they must they must be seated within our heart. You see, when we use words or we use terms or we use you know a, a, a vocabulary, we must fully understand what what they are and what they mean to the spirit. So when we talk about life, all right, it, it must go beyond just well I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. It must go beyond just well I'm born again, I'm saved. The life of God is the operating system hallelujah of the saints the life of god is the only tool that allow us to operate within an atmosphere within a within within an order of a life amen that allow the things of god amen to become manifest in time and in space all right so the life of god is not you know you know to us is not just about how long we live on earth God's life is not just about how long we live. God's life, amen, is the, is the only gift, if you will, that God has given to us to live life successfully on earth. So when we talk about the life of God, we're speaking into, amen, you know, being, being empowered, hallelujah. We're speaking into being enriched. We're speaking into understanding, amen, all of the resources that will allow us, amen, to function and to fulfill heaven's intention within the human space. I think these are 
some of the things that we need to highlight as what I would define as the orientation of, of you know of, of 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 the kingdom you know in school they would do what they call life orientation now this if you will this is a life orientation but this life is not how amen, we understand life this life amen is by the excellency amen of the value nature of Christ this life amen is by the de definition amen of the intentions of God of the purposes of God so when we talk about purpose when we talk about vision when we talk about objectivity amen it has to be in sync Amen. With the mind of God. Hallelujah. So even the idea of success, the idea of, you know, productivity, the idea of prosperity and all of these words, all right, that, you know, oftentimes we have missed and have misused or even abused their meaning. We need to recapture them back. So when we are discussing with people and we talk about, you know, you know, being productive, we talk about success, we talk about, you know, you know, being wealthy, all of that must mean something that is in total alignment, amen, with heaven original intention that we are not using words amen that have been that have been you know captured by the enemy that have been you know misinterpreted and, and if you know something if there's anything the enemy is doing right now okay is is the fact that he's taking words amen and you know and and reframing them with different meaning and reframing them with different ideologies so when you say something it means a total different things to other people hearing it you know, gone are the days where you say something and you will assume that the people, you know, the person or the people you are talking to understand what you're saying. No, no, no. The enemy is systematically changing words and their meaning. And you know, that's what we read in the book of Daniel. Yes. Yes. The Antichrist is going to change times. It's going to change seasons. It's going to change culture. It's going to change ideology. It's going to change identity. And we can see that. That's something that is happening at all levels. So we have to be able to understand and recapture the meaning of words. You know, I was thinking about that this morning. I was saying to myself, if there is something we need to do, there's something we need to do, okay? It is to actually have, you know, a, a real to, to have a real school you know i don't know how to put this i don't want to call it a bible school and i don't want to call it a secular school but we need a place where we can teach and this teaching must be able to build you understand values culture belief system within people and to certain degree we've tried to do that on our own platform because you can see that what we're dealing with engages you know standards belief system system of operation we're dealing with the wrong programs okay that many people have been you know have imbibed okay all of us are running through certain program we're running through certain software there are certain software that have been embedded within our life, within our belief system, within our culture, within our ideology that are not necessarily godly, you know, that are that have been borrowed from Babylon. Babylon is very, very powerful and systemic in its operation. So the idea that most of us have about Babylon might even be far from what Babylon, amen, represent. Babylon is a powerful system, amen, that operates, amen, as software, all right, that people basically live on there are certain things today that you know you cannot do without 
and Babylon understood those things, amen. And therefore, Babylon has engaged itself, all right, has interfaced itself with those things. So even if you pray till Jesus come, you're still gonna need those things. So if you don't know how to use them, how to you know be disciplined, how to live your life within the the operations of the world, yet not being captured by the system, by the spirit of the world, you will be swallowed by Babylon while you're still saying Jesus is Lord. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. You would have been swallowed by Babylon while you're saying Jesus is Lord. So we, we've got to develop, amen, that sense of, you know, a higher wisdom. The, the, the operations of the knowledge of God and the knowledge of the Holy One must be living within our life, all right? So we are not projecting an idea, a belief system that is in fact promoting, amen, you know, the, the, the spirit of the age. We must know, amen, who we are, where we come from, where we are sourcing our information and revelation from so that, amen, those things become a tool to engage engage the systems and the spirit that seeks to steal to kill and to destroy all right so I, I, i'm laying all this framework down for us as a as a concept that will allow us okay to grow in in the orientation of the life of god in the orientation of the kingdom and if you add this two together it defines to to us and for us what we define as spirituality spirituality must be defined accurately and properly so that we don't say we are spiritual meanwhile what we are projecting is you know sp you know spiritism what we are projecting is witchcraft what we are projecting is manipulation what we are projecting amen is you know some activity that have been cooked up by powerful religious you know you know uh, asian devils okay camouflaging in the idea of church and 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 all these things that people do and they say well you know we're spiritual because we go to church and because we sit in a place and the man of god is preaching and all of that and all of that at the end of the day we want to be able to you know remove all those you know uh, physical material you know you know material activity or you know if you will traditions and 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 ceremony behind all those ceremony of what we call you know spirituality christianity we want to find amen christ we want to find if indeed you know the presence of god the will of god the counsels of god and if we say the presence of god we must be able to identify it by his fruit amen yes those are, i mean those are things that god has given to us in his word that that we, we can't throw words around all right and we call it oh that's spiritual all right that, no no there, there are ways we can identify if something is spiritual or if it's just spooky all right there are ways we will know if we're growing in, in god we can measure our you know our growth amen just like in the in the world amen we can measure you know you know our development we can measure you know our level of you know uh, uh success in terms of you know our career goals we can measure it all right by the time you take that course you take that course you know that all right if you pass you're going to move to that level all of that can be measured the same in the things of the spirit amen we can measure where we are a pastor when i was a child i thought as one i behaved that as one amen yes i reasoned as one. when i became a man hallelujah when i became a man when you become a man amen you leave certain things behind you climb up you move up amen yes and when you move up in the things of the spirit they commit more responsibility they give you they give to you more cities you understand that's what the bible says so we we, we need to be able to track we need to be able to identify where we are in the things of god and if we don't know amen then we need to go to school we need to sit amen in in the if you will in the school of christ we need to be taught yes 
the Ethiopian Enoch says, how can I understand if nobody is teaching me? All right. And that's why they sent Philip. They say, go teach him. Yeah, he can read, but he doesn't, he can't understand. So it's not enough to say, well, I can read. It's not enough to inject your own idea and belief system into what you're reading. They must give to you a clear biblical interpretation of what this means. Hallelujah. The handwriting of God amen, is on the wall. They need one who has been schooled, amen, in the school of Christ to interpret it. They went to look for Daniel. Are you getting this, friends? So, what am I sharing? I'm just saying that God is bringing us to a place, amen, of, you know, sound biblical, you know, orientation. You will know today that there's a deficit, amen, in, in the idea of the knowledge of God in the body of Christ. There's, of course, which leads to the deficit, amen, in, 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 in character, in values. When you look at all of the things that is going on across the globe today particularly in the body of christ you will appreciate that we need to change we need to begin to emphasize amen on certain you know truth that will allow us to know how to deal with certain things how to stay away from certain things how to resist certain things how to align ourselves amen with the correct value system that will allow us to remain to abide amen and of course to become productive and of course whatever we define as productive must be aligned with what the scripture what the word of god says at all ramification not picking one side amen and running with it truth must speak to every other aspect of life truth must speak truth is holistic truth is not you know a strand truth amen one truth here must be you know the same truth in another thing all right yes the truth in america must be the truth in south africa the truth in nigeria must be the truth amen in kuwait you understand truth cannot be defined by its own belief system by you know our own idea truth must speak into every dimension every aspect of life and that is why truth comes to correct and allow us to live life in accordance to the values of God. So if the truth we claim we have is not changing us, is not remolding us, <clears throat> it's not aligning us, it's not refining us, I can assure you it's not the truth. It is not the truth. It is something else. So I said I was going to read a scripture that we were looking at, you know, uh, uh, a few days ago when we began to, you know, um, jump into this you know uh, if you will I, I you know idea that god begins to share with us and that you'll find in jeremiah you know 9 verse 20 20 you know 923 jeremiah 9 verse 23 says this is what the law says let the wise man excuse me let not the wise man boast in his wisdom let not the wise man boast in his wisdom Please excuse me. I just need to clean my eyeglasses. Thank you, Father. This is what the Lord declared. This is what the Lord proclaimed. So this is coming from the mouth of the Lord, meaning that this is a priority. Whatever God says is a priority to him. God does not waste his word. God doesn't speak for speaking's sake. God is not speaking to impress anyone. You know, that's how we speak. <clears throat> Excuse me. We speak for all kinds of reasons that at the end of the day does not really make sense. 
But when God speaks, God is speaking life. So this is God's, God's word bringing life to us. This is what the law says. And that word law there is actually capitalized, meaning that he is sovereign. This is what the sovereign Lord, that's how you know, the translation should read. This is what the sovereign law says. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Have you seen very wise people? People that are very wise, they can they can they can boast in that wisdom because they know something that others don't know. They can say things, they can they understand things, they speak you know into things that you're cracking your head. So even at that level of wisdom, they say, Don't boast in it. Alright, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the strong man boast in his strength. We can have strength, all right, in almost different aspects of life, because the I mean, strength can can be defined into all areas. You, you can be strong in one thing and and not be strong in another thing. But they they just telling us here, let not the strong man. So it could be physical strength, it could be mental strength, it could be financial strength, all right, it could be material strength, whatever strength it could be, strength of influence. The people they have strength in the area of influence they, they know almost everybody before you talk about that person I, I know that person i can get that person for you i can connect with that person all right so they say let not you know uh, the the strong man boast in his strength not the wealthy man not the wealthy man in his riches if you are wealthy you've got riches all right but have you noticed something here that the Lord is not speaking against? The Lord is not saying, don't be strong, don't be wise, don't be wealthy. He never said so. Because he himself said in his word, he said, be fruitful and multiply. That is God's desire. That's God's intention for us. Amen. He told us to be what? To be fruitful and multiply. To increase and replenish the earth. God wants us to prosper. God wants us to be strong. God wants us to be wealthy. But what he's also saying is, I don't want you to depend on those things. I hope this is, you know, getting clear. Because I'm laying, if you will, a foundation or maybe, if you will, a reminder that as we move into the days ahead, vis-a-vis -vis 2024, all right, and the years ahead, we need to allow ourselves, amen, to be established in this mental, physical, spiritual philosophy. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need to entrench ourselves. We need to be really, amen, established. We need to be founded, all right? The psyche, the, 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 the psychology, the philosophy of our existence must be captured within these areas of life. Because, you see, it's easier said than done. We can listen to this thing and then we just go back to our default. And that is often what happens. We hear a powerful truth and we don't allow those, those truths to sink into our subconscious. You see, a truth that does not sink into your subconscious, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. Because it is war. You see, the mind works, you know, like a computer. What you don't feed the mind continually, what you don't say to the mind that's a priority, all right? The, the, the mind will, will file it into, you know, some archives. Just put it somewhere there. You understand? It's there, but it's not at the frontal lobe, all right? It's not relevant. 
the mind knows what is relevant to you and that's how our life is is you understand we, we've been programmed in a way where certain things are you know are urgent to us you see there are things that are urgent those things the mind will remind you those things that you do regularly those things that you engage with regularly the mind even before you talk about it the mind will bring it, bring them out because the mind is already informed that every morning all right you make your tea even if you don't want to make your tea and that's the issue about fasting you understand when when i'm fasting i i program my mind that today there's no tea or else your mind just kick in all right i could remember sometimes that i'm fasting and i'm already going to us you know you know the the stove you know to go boil water and then no no no, no. i'm you see the, the mind works like a computer all right by the time you type a particular word several times next time we need to type it the mind will bring the computer will bring that thing all right out to you in fact today the computer will the moment you start typing that word the computer will finish it for you <clears throat> excuse me it's called programming it's called programming so we are programmed amen to think to behave amen to see certain things that we want to see if something is a priority to you that's what you're going to see if it's not a priority to you you can listen to that scripture every day you know that preaching every day you're not going to change because you have not made it amen a priority to make it a priority is to reprogram your mind all right and to be consciously and subconsciously unconsciously doing the things that you want to see and this is the idea where they get the concept of you know if you want to be anything all right you affirm you continue to affirm that thing yes it does work but it can also work negatively <laughs> you understand the point so we have to know amen how how we are designed how we function as humans all right if you're gonna be a successful person in life you have to learn amen to work in what i call reverse engineering you have to learn to work against certain trends certain belief certain way of thinking that have become programmed amen within the within your subconscious you understand you have to wake up in the morning and literally say to yourself this is the time to pray even if your body still wants to sleep amen you have to do that thing until it becomes you know a second nature until it becomes a muscle memory all right and i believe this is one of the reasons why god all right began to emphasize you know this scripture to my spirit which i'm going to quickly you know i, I just flash here all right maybe okay i don't have it here but i have it on the video format okay this scripture says it says so the word of god grew mightily and prevailed of course this is one of the scripture that you know our you know online ministry is built upon which most time i really don't use because it's just there at the back of my mind but of recent the lord began to you know bring me back to this word and say like go back to that word go back to that word all right there are things that god's word amen needs to prevail over in your life in your thought pattern in your belief system all right you find that in act 19 20 they say so the word of the lord grew all right you, you've got to allow the word of God. You've got to give the word of God space. You've got to give the word of God time to what to grow and to then prevail. You want the word of God to prevail over that habit? You start growing in the word. You want, amen, the things of God to prevail over that situation? You start growing in the word. If you don't pay attention to the word of God, all right, you're not going to have victory. Because victory begins from the place, amen, of you giving 
Alright, time to the word of God. The scripture says, so the word of God, amen, mightily grew. This is the, you know, the New King James translation, which I, I love. Alright, so the word of God grew in the midst of the persecution and the and the hatred and all the things that was going on in the life of the apostle. Alright, the Bible says the word of God grew and prevailed. I love this other one. Also, you find in Acts 12, 24. But the word of God continued to spread and multiply. And the idea I have about spreading and multiply, all right, is like, you know, you've been infected, all right, with a virus, all right? And that thing starts from one place and begins to eat every other part of your of your body of your life yes that is how the word of god grows okay you you receive the seed of the word and that word begins to spread it spreads it spreads all right if you have a gangrene all right in any part of your body maybe your leg if you're not careful they will have to chop off that leg because that thing has spread it's taking over you understand the word of God must spread and take over your thought pattern. Come on. The word of God must spread and take over, amen, how you think su such that even when sin comes, when the enemy comes with a negative voice, a negative word, it, there's no place to ally. There's no place to stay. Why? Because the word of God has, has dominated that place, amen. The word of God has taken over that state of thinking. Yes. But it's going to take a lot of effort. It's not going to happen by chance. It's not going to happen by just mere wish. No, it's going to happen because you allow the word of God to spread. The word of God continued to spread and multiply. They could not stop the disciples. There is no imprisonment that could stop them. There is no amount of killing that could stop them. There, is, there was nothing that the government of the day and the religious rulers of the day could do to stop, amen, the spreading of the world. Because these people have, have been captured. They are under the, if you will, under the spell, under the influence, under the mandate, hallelujah, of the word of God, of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. And we have to continually remind ourselves all right so this is what the scripture is saying here as we go back to jeremiah 9 20 23 let not amen yes the, the you know the the wise man boasts in his strength not the strong man excuse me the wise man boasts in his wisdom the strong man and the strength and of course the 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 you know the rich man all right the, the wealthy man in his riches but you boast in this that you know me but let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and he knows me. What am I sharing? Basically, I'm just, you know, bringing out some, if you will, some, you know, a, a powerful kingdom, you know, value system that I call, you know, uh, you know, sound biblical orientation, you know, orientation. Oftentimes we forget, amen, you know, what our life is designed for, de defined by, we forget. At the cost of time, we forget. So it's important that we go back and remind ourselves again. All right? Yeah, I know you want to break through in 2024. But before you break through, amen, you need to understand that you have to break in into the things of God. You have to break in. You have to enter. The, 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 the mass, amen, over, overwhelm your life. Your life must be established under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You say, when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you. What is leading you into 2024? What will be guiding you, amen, into next year? 
What are you going to be following? What will be the orientation of your life? Amen. Is it just going to be another uh, resolution? Resolution by now, I'm sure you know that fails. No, it's a position where you understand that your life is governed by a higher power. And this higher power is not just some higher power. It's the power of God. Amen. It's the power of the of you know of of, of the cre- of the of the Creator of this world. Is the power of Him that says He's your Father, and they are calling you to do what to know Him. Let Him who boasts boast in thee that He understand and that He knows me. And I submit to you that in that knowledge, hallelujah, of the Holy One, you begin to walk in what we define as productivity and you begin to succeed. Because God by design, God by nature wants you, amen, has pronounced you, amen, to be productive, amen, to be successful. But you've got to understand how to be. And one of the ways to be is, amen, to know Him. To know Him. Knowing God, amen, is a journey. Knowing God, hallelujah, is a course. Knowing God, amen, is 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 is, is a you know it's a, it's a priority that must be well entrenched. Knowing God is not going to God and telling him about your need. That's not knowing God. That is trying to get something from God. That's a totally different thing. That he understands that he knows me. You know, you marry somebody, you think you know them, and then suddenly you realize that. I never really get to know this person after all. You walk in a place and you think you know the people and suddenly you realize that, sorry, I never really get to know people. Knowing, amen, is very critical, very important, hallelujah, to life. We presume oftentimes, we think we know, we assume we know, only for us to get disappointed. Only for, I mean, imagine if you know things. When you know things, how you make decisions will change. The destruction behind ignorance, hallelujah, is a lack of knowledge. All of the issues we are faced with in life today is for one single reason. Because we don't know. And they say, what you don't know, you don't know. That's just it. And in any area of life, amen, that you are ignorant, you are vulnerable. No matter how, how strong you are, no matter how wealthy you are, no matter how you know uh, powerful you think you are, even no matter how wisdom you think you, you have, if you don't know certain things, that area of your ignorance is your area of vulnerability. But I can assure you, you don't need to know everything to be powerful, to be strong, to be wealthy. You need to know God. If you know God, not no church, not no religion, not no men of God, not no bishop, not no apostle, not no prophet, hallelujah. Whereas we get to know those people, we need to because God uses them, amen, to convey to us truth, yes. So don't say, well, I'm saying you shouldn't know those people. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying in the scale of priority, knowing God comes first. I bet you if you know God, your lifestyle will change. Your belief system will change. Your character will change. Your attitude will change. Your priorities will change. Your value systems will change. You won't be projecting insecurity. You will not be projecting fear and doubt. Alright? Yes. You will not be projecting things that are far from your identity. Like I was sharing. I've said it. I've said it. I used to say this. I love saying it. You cannot even know yourself. Imagine you're living and you don't even know who you are. You don't even know who you are. You don't know you. <laughs> I mean, imagine. 
Don't you know who I am? You who speak and you don't even know yourself. You don't know yourself. And the reason you don't know yourself is because you don't know your creator. And if you don't know your creator, you're vulnerable. Somebody can, somebody can talk you into all kinds of things. I mean, there are two kinds of people in your life. Alright? The ones you influence and the ones who influence you. Did, they, did, you just, did you just hear what I've said? There are two kinds of people in your life. And these two people will always remain. The people you influence and the ones who influence you. The ones who influence you will influence you because there are certain areas they know about your life and you don't know. And therefore they have power over those areas. They can talk you into. Somebody can say, well, you know, uh, you know, uh, man of God, you say, I, I can help you to do X, Y, Z. And because I'm not clued up in that area, what do I do? I trust them. I trust them. How, how many times have we trust our life? Have we commit our life into the hands of people who just come to blow some steam and air and tell us all kinds of things? I can do this for you. I'm, I can make a way. I can. I can help you. I, you know. I know. I know how for how to get there. I. I know the right route. Have you ever been in a vehicle and somebody's driving you somewhere and they have no clue of where they're going, but they tell you, "I. I've been through this route before. I know. I know. I know where we're going. I know that." Only for them to get to you know a place and you're, you're wondering. You're. You, you know. You're looking and rather than them say, "Well, I think I made a mistake," they'll continue. Oh no no, is this turning? Is this turning? Only for you to hit, <laughs> understand, a road that is that says, you know, road close. Have you met people like that before? Maybe you're like that. You don't easily admit that, you know, you 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 know you you don't know it that you you need sight that you know you're wrong. Have you met people like that? That even when they are caught red-handed that they are wrong, but they will never admit that they are wrong. They will still be wangling their way and still like, no, no, no. I, but we, we, were, we were here last week and we passed this route. You know, I, I, I saw that signboard. In fact, that signboard led me to the place. Okay, now, let's go. Only to realize that, sorry, no, 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 no. Come on, shut down. Stop. You miss your roots. Thank God for GPS, you know. Even some of the GPS today sometimes can lead you astray if, you don't, if you're not careful. Are you getting the point that I'm making? So we, we, we need to understand this value system, these principles that we need the knowledge, the experiential knowledge of God in our life as the bedrock to productivity because everybody wants to prosper. You think you know the people working for you? You think you know people, you know, in your in your in your office. You don't know them because you don't even know what they do behind. You don't know what they're saying behind you. You don't know how they're projecting and you know and promoting you behind. But when they see you, oh yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, my you know. <laughs> I, I used to say to people, be be careful of you know the people you know from my side, where I come from. They can say yeah, I mean here no no people don't care about saying yes or yes, ma to you. Yes, few people do that. But where I come from, you will see a grown a grown man, well grown man saying yes, yes sir, yes sir, to a young boy. He's not saying yes sir because he actually respects the young man. No, no, no. He's just trying to walk into your skin. So they will use yes sir, yes ma, okay, to walk into your skin. And by the time you know it, you lose your guard. You think, ah, I've arrived. No, the, the same man who is saying yes sir to is going to, is coming to chop off your head. 
So I'm not moved by somebody saying yes or yes ma. Oh, you know, no, 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 no. You know, respect and honor comes from the place of a genuine heart. Most people, when they res- when they claim they respect you, they don't really respect you. They're saying those things because there's something they need from you. Because there's something they want to get from you. And my point is, we need to know God so we can see through amen, the veneer. We can see through the veil. We can see through all right, those thick walls. We can see through amen, those you know, barbed wires and you know, whatever it is that amen, is hindering and deceiving us from getting to know people. Or even getting to know yourself. Remember, that is the concept, excuse me, context to which I'm speaking. That you don't even know who you are. Not to talk of knowing people. Why? Because you have not taken time to know God who knows all things. You don't know Bill Aroy, the God who sees you, who sees all things. You don't know. So you are susceptible to the lies, to the attack, amen, to the deceptions. Yes. You would have invested your money, invested your life, invested, you know, your, 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 you know, your, your, your resource only for you to be duped, only for you to be scammed. Come on. You are scammed. <laughs> you know, I don't just open any kind of email, you know, when I see anything suspicious, no, I don't touch it. Because I've been scammed before, not because I was gullible, but because I did not inquire. You know, I, you know, you know, people will send me all kinds of French, you know, friend, friendship requests on the, you know, on social media, you know, and uh, you see one lady, you know, looking all nice, you know, I, I want to be your friend. The first thing I do, I first go into their whatever, because there are a lot of people that I know, all right, excuse me, there are a lot of who know me now, you understand? So even those who are into, you know, scammering and 419 and all these crazy things, all these, you know, pyramid thing, they also, you know, will use that platform to want to get to you, sell you something or, you know, get you to connect with them and all of that for dubious reasons. So the first thing I, I do, if you send me a, friend, a friendship request, I go first and check your profile. If I see something that does not align with what I believe, what I think is right and accurate, I delete you immediately. I don't even give it a second, th- a second uh, you know, thought. I just immediately delete you and I block you because I don't have the time. You know, you see, when you want to play games with the devil, I'm telling you, he will use a long fork, or, you understand, to eat with you on the table until he finishes you. So, there are certain things you don't you don't just entertain like i told you of somebody who said okay ah, i want to be okay you befriend me and then you're trying to sell me something and i'm telling you what i stand for and you're still talking i just say sorry you missed it you got the wrong person block the person delete the person finish and move on if you have a sense of you know your true identity secured in god you will not be looking for a opportunity they call it opportunity i can i can do i can get you i can make no 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 it doesn't work like that there are certain things you can smell them from afar you just know that this thing is not of god it's not right why do people fall into scam particularly in this period in time why do people because they're also looking for a way out they're looking maybe maybe my solution is going to come you don't know god if you know God, he has a way, amen, of guiding and leading and instructing and directing your path. God will not use, amen, something that negates his values, his beliefs, his standard, amen, his, his nature, amen, to bless you. He won't use it. 
he won't use it and if he's gonna use an unbeliever to bring certain things into your life he has a way of arranging it that even if you want to doubt you won't doubt you know an example peter was on the rooftop amen praying he was hungry you know some unbeliever came to his house he was still struggling with god god said to him peter there are unbelievers there are gentiles waiting for you down you follow them so the idea even when peter is saying no these are unclean i'm not going to kill and eat god said but i already cleansed this thing you don't know where i'm taking you to so go are you seeing the point God will, God will not leave you in a limbo. Oh, what am I supposed to be doing here? No, no, no. He will let you know. And this is the reason why I'm saying, all right, that we need to know God as the foundation, amen, to a successful, productive life. How are you going to be making that decision in your bedroom? How are you going to be, in, you know, interjecting an idea, all right, that people have cooked up, amen, to, to sign phone money, to do all kinds of crazy, and you're the only person sitting on the board, amen, that is, you know, seeking the way of righteousness you need God to know how to maneuver your way out of that thing or else you reject them they come for you they're coming to shoot you down because now you're standing their way you're blocking their way how do you think Joseph was able to maneuver his way how do you think Daniel was able to maneuver his way how do you think Queen Esther was able to maneuver her way even when amen she had caught a you know Amen, you know Yes, she still she was still playing the game. Hallelujah. King, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna make another banquet for you. Come tomorrow. Amen. The king already said, Whatever you have, ask, whatever you need, ask me. She was still playing the game with Amen until the, the final point where she was ready for Amen to be hung. That takes that takes wisdom. She was not just you know reactive. Many of us, we are reactive. And the reason why we are reactive is because we don't know God. We just want a way out. I just want a way out. That many of you, your, pro, your, your prayer would be, God, just bring me out of that problem. Just bring me out. Just bring me out. No, no, no. You see, the devil is also listening to your prayer. Ah, the devil can hear. Uh, this person wants a quick, a, a quick way out. Okay, uh, let's play God for her. Let's play God. So the devil comes, amen, and use your own prayer point. <laughs> you understand? Your own very prayer point to lure you into a trap because you want a way out quick and fast. Okay, I don't know. Here's the door. I said to somebody, before, before God, all right, begins to come into your space to bless you, either with relationship, the devil first will bring the wrong people into your life. And if you're not careful, if you're not discerning, if you don't have a quiet spirit to ask, if you don't have an inquiring spirit, if you cannot, amen, look at things before you sign and really understand what God is saying, you would have fallen into the right. Yes, you prayed. Yes, God wants to answer you, but you were quick to jump to the next answer because that first answer is not God. Are you getting the point that we are making? I'm just basically helping you again. These are the things you need to hear and you need to begin to align yourself again with in case you have forgotten, all right, that the dealings of God is what prepares us, amen, for a productive life, for a successful life, 
for a fruitful life yes yes god does not want you to live in in need he wants you to have abundance but sometimes he will use need amen to build you to prepare you so that when abundance come the enemy doesn't use the same abundance to destroy you i was praying yesterday was i think i was praying and the lord began to speak to me that the giftings that i've given my body has become or at their burial ground has become their you know their demise has become their place of destruction because many run with the gift without developing the capacity you understand the character yes to carry the gift so now the gifting is making room for them the gifting is paving way for them but guess what they don't they, they, they don't have what it takes to manage to to carry the gifting so the gifting destroyed them Or you don't know that your gift can destroy you. The same gift that can make a room for you. The same gift can destroy you. If your gift, amen, is not aligned with the character. The right quality of character. Which is, of course, defined as what? The fruit of the spirit. Listen, basically, character is the manifestation of the fruit of the spirit. So, no, you want to be shoot high up there. You want to sit among the mighty. You want to be there. You want to be on the stage. You want to be here. You want to be there. You want to fly all over the place. While you're flying all over the place, the enemy will entrap you. Yes, you're going around doing the work of God, but you have not developed the capacity. You have not developed the character, amen, to say no. That when you see a naked woman in your room, can you say, sorry, you're in the wrong place? Or will something minister to your mind and say, maybe, maybe, you understand? Yes. All these years I've been starved of God knows what. Maybe this is just an opportunity. Well, nobody's going to know. It's just a one night, one night stand. Come on. Have you developed the kind of character when they throw money to you and say, no, just, just sign that thing. That's fine. You don't need to do anything. You just sign. We will take care of the rest. And nobody sees have you seen that before amen joseph was brought to the place of prominence they tried him they tried him they refined him he was a man plugged out of fire don't shy away don't run away from refinement from affliction affliction is a ministry they use hallelujah yes to prepare the bride of christ to prepare hallelujah the vessel of honor out of the fire of affliction, hallelujah, I brought forth my own. Who hears such a mean? Who hears such a thing today? Look at look at look at the unfortunate thing happening to TD Jakes. We've been saying it for years. Allegation or no allegation, it's there, it's there. His ministry will never be the same again, his life can never be the same again. I was listening to uh, you know a clip yesterday was saying he said even if I even if I did this thing they say I did the blood of Jesus covers me and I'm not trying to be funny I'm just saying I mean he himself has basically admitted guilt he said even if I did it I'm not perfect I've never said I'm perfect so let people know let people know that you're not perfect let people know that you're struggling in this area you understand? Those who know me when I'm growing up, they knew that I said I was struggling. I struggle with masturbation. I struggle with sex. I struggle with, you know, the opposite say It's not something. I was in a church in Johannesburg. I said it openly. This is who I am. This is what I struggle with. And this is how God helped me. These are the principles that I have to follow. 
this is when the Lord brought, you know, the book of Romans. You want to be free. You want to walk in freedom. This book will give you the key. That was why the book of Romans became one of my best books. Because the law of life in Christ Jesus set me free from the law of sin and death. Sin is a law. If you don't understand that law that can override the law of sin, I'm telling you, you will continue to fall. And you'll be still preaching, you'll be still praying, you'll be still doing all of those things. Because there's a law that has power. That I mean, and somebody, another man of God will tell you that masturbation is not a sin. I don't want to mention his name. Oh no, it's not a sin. It's just a way of you relieving yourself. Excuse me? Are, are, you, are you really serious? So you see why God will take time to prepare, to refine. Now you will hear all, all this kind of a teaching in the church on the pulpit but these are the things particularly people living in our day living in our time you understand the sin of fornication is the number one problem within the body of christ but nobody talks about it i know what i went through you understand to be able to deal with it because i said to god you're bringing women into my life i need to know how to have the power to overcome this area of my life it's not the only area but this one, I and the reason I'll tell you the reason. If you if you if you come out from a home, all right, that is dysfunctional, that is broken, or you never grew with your parent, you are going to have a problem of fornication. You are because you see, it's not about fornication; it's about your your soul longing for something that your parent, your mother, could not give to you. All right, does your mother give you fornication? No, she gives you care. So when there is no care in your life, you'll be looking for care. You understand? In other people, you'll be looking for the answer. You'll be looking, maybe this person can help me out. Maybe this person can. No, 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 no. They cannot help you because they don't have what it takes. But that is what your soul will be. Your soul will always long for what you are not giving. Amen. When you're growing up. It's so natural. And we don't teach people. We don't tell. That's why I said I need to start a school that can help people, that can teach people, that can inform people on these areas. Because these are, the, these are the things that will deflect you. You will get up there. But they will come and punch you. Amen. Punch you. You're gone. I mean, only a foolish person will invest so much in a business that he or she has not taken time to insulate from all kinds of shock. From all kinds of, you know, fluctuation. You understand from all kinds of financial fluctuation no you you want to guide you want to guide you want to guard your you know your 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 investment your life is an investment you don't don't you know that as i say many people do they say i love myself you don't love yourself you're just selfish selfishness is not love many people don't love themselves they are just selfish and most time when you look at selfishness it will look like love self-love no it's not if I love myself, I will not injure myself. I will not harm myself. I will not do things that will destroy me. I will not do things that will jeopardize what God has given to me. You understand? Yes. I won't be thinking lustfully. I won't, you see, you can't love yourself and be thinking lustfully. That's not love. You can't love yourself and be selfish. If you love yourself, it's natural. If you love yourself, you will love people. Because when I see people, I see God in their eyes. I see, amen, yes, the, the potential. I see what God wants to do through those people. I don't see how I can take advantage. When I, when I see people, I see them as God's daughter. That's God's daughter. That's God's son. 
You see? But when you have a selfish idea, a selfish belief system, a selfish interest, everything you see, amen, will, will be seen from the position of taking advantage for your own self-gain. That is how Eve was destroyed, amen, and Adam in the garden. Self selfishness is what made them, is what made her pluck that fruit. You know you're not supposed to, but they said, no, no, it's to make you wise. It's to make you popular. It's to make you known. It's to make you big. It's to make you accepted. It's to make you famous. Who doesn't want all those things? So you take them, you know, at the detriment of your own life. You take them, amen, yes, in, in rejection, in, 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 in standing against what God said. You see what Joseph said? He said, am, am I going to sin against God? Was God there? Yes, God was there looking at him. And that was what God reward. You see, God will reward your life. Even if, amen, you are in, you know, in some God knows what, rat hole. Nobody sees you. But God sees you there. And he's watching how you're going to respond to the situation. He's watching how you're going to respond, amen, to the circumstance. He's watching. He's watching you. Listen, there is nobody born righteous. We all walk. We walk our righteousness with fear and trembling. We walk it out. They say walk out your righteousness with fear and trembling. So this false gospel of grace cover me that they've been preaching, you know, in America and of course saturated in our African continent today as giving license to, you know, both to men of God and to, to their crew and to the church generally to live a life that is loose. And we see what, I mean, look at the church. Look at homes. In homes, you see kids watching, you know, all these funny movies. Parents are watching them. They can't say to their kids, no, but that movie you're watching is not okay. Listen, that a movie is rated 13 does not mean that they are not having sex. So I, I tell my kids, are you watching what you're watching? Are you, are you seeing? You better be careful. It starts with a kiss. From kiss, it goes up. It goes up to, and they, they're doing this thing. They're projecting this thing all right, to stimulate, to steer something in the life of this innocent kid. Before you know it, your children is no longer innocent. It's not until they go out, until they, 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 they become you know, influenced or captured by the devil. No, in your house, before your very nose, they've been captured. Because you're not interested. Because you feel that you are you're, you're encroaching on their right. On their space. Do you know what's going on on your daughter's phone? Do you know what is going on on your son's phone? We're talking about amen, life's orientation here. Kingdom orientation here. No, no, no. As long as they live under your roof. Amen. You must be interested. And you must probe into everything they do. As long as they are under your roof. You buy into that westernized, you know, ideologies and culture. You, 20, 30 years down the line, you'll be regretting it. You will be regretting it. And oftentimes people don't come out to say, you know, I was wrong. They, they try to cover it. 
We're dealing with life. We're dealing with issues that will help us, that will strengthen us, that will empower us, that will give us the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding, yes, of how to succeed in life. Success does not begin with acquisition of money. It begins, amen, with you getting to know God, which informs you, amen, on how to know yourself, how to discover yourself. Because, listen, we were all born in our fallen humans. Yes, we gave our life to Jesus, but do you know what that means? I've seen Christians, Christians on, on Facebook, TikTok, you know, uh, Instagram, dancing as if they are worse than unbelievers. All this seductive dancing, all this perverted dancing is now in the church. And now Christians are doing it as TikTok. And then they will still come and quote scriptures. That's the world we live in today. They will still come and quote scriptures. So that scripture does not speak into you, the issues of modesty. Where is modesty? You see, if you're baptized with the spirit of lust, the things I'm saying, you won't say them. It's because God is helping us and God is helping me that we are able to talk about this thing. I'm not pointing a, a finger. I'm just saying we must deal with this issue if we want to succeed and make it big in this end of days. If we want God, amen, to use us. Listen, I've said it before. Those who are going to destroy Babylon will have no regard for money or gold. The prince of this world comes. They will always come. And find nothing of himself, nothing of his nature, nothing of his value, nothing of his character in me. It's always in me. If the enemy comes and find anger in me, I want that thing to be dealt with. If he comes and find perversion in me, you know, I want that thing to be. <laughs> Listen, if the enemy comes and he finds, you know, uh, uh, um, ambition in you. That's why he's going to use. I had somebody say, if there's a loophole in your life, there's an, a little you know, opening that the enemy can use to get into your life. It says they begin to target that area, that place, that, that place of vulnerability becomes the target point. So all the arsenals of the enemy are focused towards that place. Every other area of your strength, they don't focus there. Why would they focus there? They can see a loophole. So you continue to hit that weak point. You continue to weak, hit that weak point until phew, it collapses. The Bible says that, you know, uh, 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 Potiphar's wife daily was pestering Joseph. Daily. She was doing it daily. It was not one time, you know, temptation and she left. She was doing it daily. And the more she did it, the more you know, this guy make up his mind. I'm not going to fall for you, woman. In our day, people say, well, man, just one, just one day, one night, you finish. After all, she, I mean, you are, you are a slave. She's the mistress. She's the madam of the house. And back in the, back in the days, you understand, if you're a slave, your master owns your sexuality. There are slaves that, you know, are just, you know, bought for sexual pleasure. That's, that's their job, sexual pleasure. Just satisfy the woman and the man knows about it. Just satisfy. 
That's your job. You are trained to give pleasure. And Joseph said, no, this thing goes against the law of my God. I mean, that woman will be asking, which God? I give you food in this house. I give you shelter in this house. I define if you live or die. You see, but Joseph is coming from a point and a place that he is aware of who he is. He will not allow the circumstance to define and determine. That's what most believers do today. We are under the influence of this circumstance. There's nothing we can do. Who says? There are people who think they can bail you out of your predicament. They cannot. And you assume that there are people that can actually bail you out. If anybody is going to bail you out and they want you to compromise, then they are not sent of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Those people are not sent. They are agents of the enemy. All the enemy wants from a believer is to compromise. That's all the devil wants. I was sharing with somebody yesterday. I said, when, when the enemy came to tempt Jesus, that's what the Bible called it. It was, it was a temptation. It took him to the highest mountain, to the highest pinnacle. He said, look at all the glory of this world. All you need to do is bow down and worship me and the glory of this world will be yours. I said, if that was said today and it's been said today, many people will say, yes, it's just for me to bow. I'll bow down. But do you understand the implication of what you're doing? Behind that bowing down to worship him, there are implications, there are ramifications. So it is not just the act. It is the spirit behind the act that, that Satan is after. I told myself in my life, I will never in my life again bow down to any human being. I will honor and respect people, but I will never, in the name of tradition, I will never do it again. Because I understand what that means. You understand what that means? Never. If you don't know who you are and what you represent, you can easily fall prey. I mean, I'm in a state, I'm in need. Really need, I'm in need. But I said to myself, I'm not going to bow to anybody. There are certain people, they are waiting for you to call them. They know you are in need and they know they can assist you, but they are waiting for you first to call them and tell them so they can they, you know they they, 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 they they can they can basically exercise you know authority over you and say yes yes he came and bowed to me that's not godly i will never do that never i'm just helping us this morning to understand what what you would define as kingdom orientation which speaks into what productivity which speaks into success. And all of this connects to how God deals with us. Before God gives you something. Remember when God gives you something. It's because he's giving you that thing for a purpose. For a reason. That speaks into his kingdom. That speaks into the advancement of his kingdom. God will never give you money. Give you relationship. Give a man to you. A woman to you. Without amen, an agenda to foster his kingdom. 
God put you in a nation, a country, is because there's a reason. Hallelujah. He, 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 you know, he wants you to, there's something he wants you to carry out in that, in that nation. God puts you in a place. It's not about the place. It's about why? What? What's the reason? Why am I here? If you don't know that, then you can fall for anything. Because you'll be looking at your condition. Oh, but this condition doesn't suit me. So you're looking for a way out. It means you do not understand the ways of God, the dealings of God, the intentions of God. And if they bless you, whatever that means, you're going to misuse it, you're going to abuse it. Are you getting this? So, having said that, I think I need to begin to round up my, you know, my, 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 my teaching on this concept. Now, okay, before we do that, let's quickly look at the scripture. Let's look at Matthew 6. There's a lot we have unpacked this morning that speaks into the issues of purity, sanctification. Make sanctification a priority as you go on with the Lord. You, you want to wield the power of God. You want to move in the spirit of excellency. You want God, amen, to, to carry you and, and use you to advance his purpose. You cannot shy away from sanctification. I know <laughs> sanctification has become an archaic word in the body of Christ. <laughs> I know people don't like to talk about sexual purity, you know. Listen, there's even what is known as financial purity. They said, just bring the money, even if it's blood money. The blood of Jesus will wash it. Who says? Who says? Just bring the money. There are money in the scripture that were rejected. See, people don't read the Bible. They don't read their Bible. And that's when they, they make those loose, you know, statements. Somebody said that. Just bring the money. Even if it's blood money, the blood of Jesus will wash it. Can you believe that? God help us. If you don't have a strong biblical value system, your orientation is not well established on sound, balanced biblical truth, you will backslide. You will side slide and you will front slide. You will do all the slides. You will spin. You will compromise. I can guarantee you that. Because you don't have amen, a ground to stand. You don't have a foundation. That's the truth. And the enemy will continue to, to bombard you in that area. No, you cannot escape it. You cannot escape it. Matthew 6. Take it from verse 32. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? Not those words. What shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? Those things speaks into what? Security. Dignity. I mean, I've lived in a in a state in, in my growing up where to eat was a problem. 
I'm telling you. Maybe you have experienced it. So you understand. You will appreciate what I'm talking about. If you have never been to the point where you don't know where your next meal is coming from. You will never appreciate certain concept of how people behave and think or how they live their life. What shall I drink? Imagine that you live in an environment where there's no water. Just think about that. Where there is no, you know, pipe bomb water. I mean, we, we live in, in 21st century. There are still, you know, communities that are struggling with water, clean water. What an indictment, what a shame on government. People will claim, you know, that our leaders, you, you, you give them all your money through your packs to be able to give water. Do you know, no? People are still drinking water that is causing all kinds of disease. Anyhow, what shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? These are basic issues, amen, of life. Basic need. Basic necessity. Alright? Basic necessity. So, it is natural to what? To worry about those things if you don't have them. <laughs> That's my point. It is natural to worry about <laughs> if there's no food. Have you noticed that <laughs> if you <laughs> if you have to fast because there's no food in the house, it's different from you're fasting because there's food in the house. Have you done the kind of fasting just because there's no food in the house? I've done it. I've done the, I've done the both side. Alright? When you, you, you put yourself to fast because there is no food in the house, that's the most, you know, most terrible thing that can ever happen to a human being. That every time you're fasting, you're looking at the fridge if you have one. And you know that after the fasting, there's nothing for you to break the fast. I've been there. I don't know about you. I've seen it all. And we, are, we have survived. We're still alive today. You see, so when I speak from a position of affliction, I understand. And I've also lived from a place of fast that I looked at the fridge. I don't even know what to eat. I don't know. You see. So, God tests us. But let's continue reading the scripture. It says, for the Gentiles, the Gentiles are those who do not have God in their life. They are the unbelievers. Gentiles have a way amen, of thinking. Their mindset has been programmed. Remember, one of the key words that we've been highlighting in this teaching is mind programming. The way the world programs us. The way we've been taught to see things. The way we've been taught to think. The way we've been taught, taught to act. Gentiles amen, live via their own belief system. A Gentile world will be like you know, your Roman Empire. Alright? Your Babylon. Your, 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 your Grecian Empire. The Greek Empire. Today, those empires are, you know, a manifest value system of the world we live in. Regardless of, you know, the nation or the continent. You find Gentiles in America, in Africa, in Europe, in Asia. Yes, you find the belief system, the value system of, of, the, of, the, of the Roman Empire. Yes, manifested in, in the world system. Are you getting it? Any, 
anyone who takes the law into their hand, who believe that, okay, the law of the land is higher than the law of God, is a Gentile nation. So don't say, well, our country is a Christian nation. There's nothing like that. It's nothing like a Christian nation. Let me disappoint you. Jerusalem is not a Christian nation. It's a secular country. It's a secular nation. There's nothing like a Christian nation. What we want to do and what God has called us to do is to go and infiltrate, penetrate, and transform the people within nations. And they gave us, you know, how to do that with the parable, amen, yes, of the yeast. Are there a country where you have more Christians, more, you know, practicing Christians than others? Yes. The fact that you have more, pop, you know, more population serving the, the Lord does not really make that nation a Christian nation. Alright? Because that nation is not governed by the values of Christ. Maybe it may, it, may, it may embrace some of the beliefs and values amen, of Christianity, which is a religion. But it does not mean that, you know, the principles that governs the legislative order of that country, you know, that governs the executive, that, that governs all the, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, justice, you know, system of that nation is built on Christ because that's what a Christian nation will be. And I don't think there will ever be a Christian nation until the millennial reign of Christ. But what can we do? We can continue, hallelujah, to express the gospel of the kingdom to such a level that it will influence the heart of people, including the hearts of leaders and presidents and governors and all of that. And that will help them to stand, amen, with justice, to stand with righteousness and carry out their mandate. As followers of Christ. There's a lot to nationhood. That we need to understand. When we begin to talk about issues of kingdom and nations. Alright. Yes. When you begin to look. If you want to know a, a nation that is. That is. That is to us. The values of Christianity. You understand. Look at their legislation. Don't look at the churches. <laughs> Look at amen, the, the legislations. A, na a nation like America today, when you look at their legislation, all right, you will notice that America is not a Christian nation. As much as you have a lot of churches in America, because the, 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 the justice system, all right, the legislations of America requires that America take dominance over other nations. perpetuate certain you know values and principle that negates the values and the principles of Christ yet we say it's a Christian nation America has promoted more bombings in, in nations in country you know has promoted more coups in countries than any other nation on the planet earth that's a fact that's why I said if you want to know a Christian nation you go to their, you know, their legislation, their, their, their legislative department, their justice department. What does their justice department say? What, amen, what is their international relations, amen, say about other countries, about other people? 
So the fact that they gave you a green card to come to America, you understand, and walk and all of that, does not mean that they, they actually, amen, want, want you to be free. No, they want to use you. They want to use your brain to build their empire. So if you don't understand what is behind, you see, America is the only country where Christianity is promoted as a business, as a capitalist ideology that drives the philosophy of promoting Americanism. What I'm saying may disappoint a lot of people, but it is the truth. You can go make your own research and find it out. Go to the internet. All the things I've said, find it, you will see it's true. In fact, you will be shocked. Alright? South Africa is not a Christian nation. Neither is Nigeria a Christian nation. But people can move towards righteousness. They can move towards justice. And we have nations today doing that. As America help other countries? Yes! I've never said they don't. They, they've never helped people. Have they fought to defend other country? Yes. But if you weigh, amen, on, if you weigh this too on the scale of preference, you will realize that what they have promoted that has brought arm, that has brought destruction to countries and to nation is far higher than what they've done. Where America ought to have promoted development in, you know, in, in Africa, economic development and all of that. They've, they've stood against it. Why? Because they want their own company. They want their own, you know, you know, a, a, a concept of prosperity, all right, to, to thrive. The same thing we see with France, all of that, you know, UK. So if we don't have all this understanding, we will think, in fact, that, wow, yeah, I'm in a Christian nation. They're allowing me. No, no, there's a reason why they allow you to do what you're doing. And thank God that God is raising, you know, powerful men and women, apostles, prophets, who can speak into system. Who understand how system operates, how global system operates, amen, how political system, how economy op operates, how finance operates, how people use finance to do all kinds of things, to promote all kinds of things. America can give you money to build a church. As long as you do what they want. In fact, South Africa does it too. I don't know if they still do it. But when I came to this country, I discovered that some of the big churches in South Africa were actually bankrolled by the government. Why? Because they want to promote, they want those churches to promote certain narrative. Now you go there as a bishop, you think you have authority, you think you have power, you think God has called you. No, you are just being used. You're a puppet. You're a puppet. Just as they will use people, amen. Yes, in the political sphere, they find people they can use in the economic or in the in the religious sphere. Yes, to promote certain narrative. Wow, God is speaking this morning. Never thought we we're going to go this line. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if we don't have a clear insight, a clear understanding of our governmental apostolic mandate, which speaks to amen, our identity within the kingdom, we will never be able to accurately, precisely represent the intentions of God, just as Joseph did in Babylon, excuse me, in Egypt, just as Daniel did in Babylon, just as amen, Esther did, amen, yes, 
in the, in the land of Shushan, which is of course Persia back then. Who will know? We are stronger than we think, but our strength is defined in the knowledge of the Holy One. Let me finish that scripture. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall I eat? Don't make the issue of eating, the issue of what you're going to drink, and the issue of what you're going to wear, all right, a priority. That's what the Lord is saying here. And it's, more, it's, it's important that we get this. This is what the Lord is saying here, okay? For the Gentiles strive, they fight. You see, that's why if you're in the world, and you're in a, in a secular environment, you're in the business environment, you are in the environment of entrepreneur or whatever, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, whichever one, and you don't understand how Babylon works, how the issue of striving works, you will not survive. Because look, the Bible says they strive after these things. The issue of what to wear, amen, what to drink. Have you noticed that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the after all has been said and done, these three things defines the wealth and the influence of men. What to eat, what to drink, and what to wear. These are the three core things that you can easily see as a display of affluence in people the wine they drink where they drink the wine what they wear what they eat these are things that people are dying for because it's it's in those three order of life that most businesses all right are sealed most most you know contract are sealed yes have you, have, I mean, we live in a winery environment. I mean, one bottle of wine can cost 500,000 rand. One bottle of wine. 500,000. The more expensive, the more the rich people want it. Because it's not about the drinking of the wine. It's about making a statement. And they do that, amen, you know, on the, on the, on the table of signing contracts what millions and billions what to eat that's why business of rest, re, restaurant you know it's one that you know during COVID-19 oh my god you you are almost you know want to cry for those who are running restaurant here in Franjunk it's like for the first time their feathers were, were just cut, cut off you could, you could almost see people weeping on the road <laughs> because the, the rich were almost... You see, that's why it's not just enough to talk about wealth. There are people who have power. Their power is beyond just money. That's why, you see, a rich man is not just seeking for money again. They're seeking for power. It's powerful people that were able to shut down the world and say, this is what's going to happen. So no matter how wealthy you are, you can't have a flock of people coming into your restaurant. By the way, they say there's another virus staring up again. Have, have you heard of that? But we pray God is going to help us and protect us. 
Are you getting what the Spirit of the Lord is sharing with us? For the Gentiles strive after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows their needs. They're not wants. He knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Ah, God, what are you saying? Don't, don't that sound cruel? Are you telling me I will seek first the kingdom of God before seeking for what to eat, what to drink, and what to wear? Is that what you're telling me, God? Ah, no, Lord. You see, that is when your mindset, your belief system kicks in and you say, no. We will seek the kingdom, but we will seek it after we have what? After we have food, after we have drink, and after we have good wares. <laughs> That's why I call it kingdom orientation. If you don't have the orientation of the kingdom in your life, you will misinterpret, you will abuse, and in fact, you will reject the commandments of the Lord. You will notice that a man by the name which I'm going to speak, you know, on the concept of, I'm going to speak more about him when we continue to deal with Occupy Till I Come. A man by the name Isaac was found in the land of the Philistine, a particular place called the land of Giria. He had favor with God and favor with the people of the land. The scripture said that he dug well. And it was during a time of farming. Alright, it was during the time of famine, there was famine. So this guy dug a well and discovered water. Can you imagine? There are some principles I'm going to be sharing about this man. Isaac was a son of Abraham, you know that. So there was something about Abraham that was working in his life. And God, he wanted to, you know, during this period of famine, he wanted to leave, go to, you know, Egypt. And the Lord said to him, don't go to Egypt. Stay in this land. I'm going to prosper you in this land. There's famine all over the place, but stay in Giria. This was a global famine. So global famine is not a new thing. It's been there since the age began. They said, no, don't go. Stay in here. So he stayed. This man that had favor with, you know, the, the king and the people of the land, when they saw that God began to prosper him, the Bible says, amen, they took offense at him and they took his wealth from him. But the point that I'm making is, I'm not going to go there today, but I just, I'm just saying this on, on a passing. The reason why God prospered Isaac was because he kept the laws of God. He kept the statutes of God. Everything that God says, he kept them, hallelujah, yes, undivided he didn't choose and pick and say well i'm going to do this one and i'm going to leave that one because of that god prospered isaac that was actually the idea the principle of seeking the kingdom of god first it was a land of famine it was a terrible time but he sought the lord with all his heart and guess what he was able to hear the voice of god even in the midst of famine god said to him stay in this land now you think it's barren now you think it's dry but this is where I want you to be I love that that is an image of a man who seek first he's not seeking his comfort he's not seeking you know his own security first no God said don't go down to Egypt have you noticed that it always seems as if Egypt always have food <laughs> It always looked like, you know, Egypt, when there was famine, remember there was a time of famine during the time of you know, Jacob, right? 
There was famine all over, but there was food in Egypt. It always looked like that, right? That you know, it's always seemed as if there's always you know the greener pasture on the on the on the wrong side on the other side. Yes, yes. Your enemy always have enough food. You understand? Why you are starving? But how come they always have food? There, there's always light there. There's always water there, and that's where the temptation is. And the Lord said, don't go down to Egypt. Stay. Stay here. At the commandment of God's word, he stayed. That's why I tell people, if you cannot hear God, you have not begun life's journey. You don't have an orientation to life. If you cannot hear God, you're as good as dead. That's the truth. So hopefully next year again, we will, we will look into our prophetic school. Why? To help people hear God. You know, just to help people fine-tune the ability to hear. Because it's very critical that you know how to hear God. Particularly in the days that we live in. If you cannot hear God while looking for greener pasture, you're going to fall into the trap of the enemy. You see why I said that the dealings of God, because the dealings of God that allow you to hear, to know, to understand, and to be able to accurately interpret what you're hearing because you can be hearing and misinterpret that's another thing that we see in the body oh yeah yeah god is speaking god is speaking but the interpretation leads you on the opposite direction of what god is saying because you have not been trained you have not been wired hallelujah to hear god so these are the things that the gentiles seek after but you seek but you seek First, the word first, it may come from the Greek, Greek word, prot, you know, proton. And that word means first in time, first in space, first in order, first in ranking, first before any other thing. Like the prophet said to the woman, you go, he said, this is your last oil and flour. Okay, you go make meal for me first. Ah, this... This is a this is a this is a, a killer prophet. <laughs> but you see, that was not a doctrine. That was a present word that God gave the man of God. Today we've made that a doctrine. It's not a doctrine. It's not a doctrine. Because you can't find it any other place in the scripture where amen. Yeah, you know, that was said. Oftentimes we've made amen a personal, you know, Rema word. A word that God gives, amen, for a particular period, for a particular season, we make we make that a doctrine and we build all kinds of things that are not aligned with the will of God. We've destroyed people's life, destroyed people's financial, you know, uh, 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 security just because you must first give to the prophet. It was a word that woman needed for that moment in time to test our faith, to unleash our faith. Yes. Say, first make for me. And she obeyed. I could imagine that while the man is eating, the flower is growing. <laughs> the oil is growing. Come on. Every other thing in the house that she has left, we're growing. Because she made food for herself. She made food for her son. They had more than enough. At the word. At the word. That word is a rema word if you will. Is the daba of God for the season. For that season in time. 
So, if you say, well, because it's in the Bible, so that's what we're going to do. Sorry, you're going to be making a mistake because that word is not a doctrine. A doctrine is established from the mouth of two or three. If the Lord speaks to you and say, yes, that money you are keeping for, you know, your daughter's God knows what or your son's something, go and invest, go and sow that, ma- that money into that ministry. That is a personal word for you. You must know, you must hear. And as you obey, you trigger something in the spirit that causes heaven to move. You see, I'm not going to be pushed into a corner and say God doesn't do things like that. He does. Because they want to test you. And they want to see. It's the same thing they said when they said to Abraham, take your son, your only son Isaac, to the land of Moriah. Alright? In one of the mountains I will show you, you go sacrifice him there for me. It's not a doctrine. You see, most, most dealings and experience under the Old Testament are not doctrine. They are the way God dealt with people. God related with people. And as those people respond, Amen, heaven move. But today, we take we just take the scripture out of context. It's in the Bible. Yes, it's in the Bible. But it's not required for the moment or for the occasion. And it's not something we do every year. We have to know. We have to teach people to grow in such a level that they are able to hear God. That even you, you're just lying down. You're not expecting. You're just praying, God, make a way for me. You're man of God. God, make a way for me. And somebody come and knock you on your door. And somebody say, uh, uh, God sent me. God, God sent you. It's not your message. It's not you steering their soul. It's not you manipulating them. It's your year of this, it's your year of that. So, so for this, it's a lie. You're a deceiver, you're a charlatan. Let me say it. Build the people to develop capacity in the faith so that when God speaks to them, they're able to hear without any confusion. Nobody preach to them. They hear, they hear God. So it's between them and God, not between them, you and, and God. No, it's between them and God. God said, I must bring this seed. It's, it's for the work. It's, it's for the ministry. I told you when a woman blessed me in Nigeria with such a huge amount of money, she told me, this is for you, it's not for the ministry. <laughs> what, what money do I have that is not for the ministry? <laughs> what do you give to me that I'm not going to put into ministry? Told me categorically, it's for you. And everything that I wanted to do for the ministry before I left Nigeria to South Africa, I did it all. I finished it. Just because one person obeyed God. You you take glory in such a thing, you see, and you can confidently say that because you can see that God move. Rather than you wind the people and wind them and wind them. And some people are giving grudgingly. Didn't the Bible say we must not give grudgingly? People give out of compulsion, out of all kinds of things. Particularly, this is the time now men of God will be doing those crazy things. If you're one of them and you're hearing me, oh, may the, may the Lord arrest your soul. So that you don't go to hell by leading the flock and the people of God in the path God have not sent them.
God knows your need. These are the things the Gentiles seek after. God knows your need. He will provide. He will sustain you. If you need a promotion next next year, you don't need amen, to go and get a, prof- a prophecy that you pay for. You don't need amen, to go and give a man of God money to fast for you to, because his prayer can be faster. His, his fasting is faster. They will say, hey, God help us. Perversion. Our platform is to set people free. It's to set people free. You will know the truth. The truth will set you free. Every year, we put it out there. If you want to support what we're doing, support. If you don't want to, all well and good. You see, what we are doing on this platform is based on what people hear. Hear. I don't go behind. No. I just say it. If you want to support, I put it there. Maybe tomorrow, next tomorrow, put it there. This, this is our bank detail if you want to support so that our work can continue. This is how I live. I live by faith. I live by how people respond. I don't need to cajole people. When we laid the foundation of this office, it was a woman that God used from United States. She just heard me on a Facebook. I was preaching. This is what we want to do. I want to build a studio office. And God spoke to her heart. I didn't even know. Then she sent me a message letter and said, Hi, Isaiah. <laughs> How can I, you know, get money across to you? I'm like, what? By the time I cashed that money, it was 13,000 rand. That was how we began to build the foundation of this work. Now we're moving to another dimension in Johannesburg, hopefully by God's grace. I will need money. I will need to have an office. I will need to do what I need to do. We'll put it out there. Anybody wants to support, you're more than welcome to support. Because, you see, God will do his work. The way he wants to do it at the time he wants. And God always have people that he will use. So there's no need to manipulate. There's no need to give people false prophetic word. No. There's a scripture I want to read. I thought I'll be able to read that scripture today. But certainly I don't have the time. But maybe later on today. Because I really want to finish this topic today. Because I mean we're almost done with the year. I still need to touch one or two other things. Then I'm, I, I, then I know that I'm done for the year. And then we'll just be looking towards in my next, you know, 2024. All right. Yes. I still want to touch on some of the things that we talk, talked about in the beginning of this year. We started this year with a scripture in the book of Revelation 3. God says, I've opened a door before you. Yes. That's how we enter. We need to understand what God has done, what God has said. All right. Yes. We, 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 we're just trying to see how far we've come. Anyhow. So, I want you to understand that your life is sourced first in the revelation of God. In the revelation of Christ precisely. When you have the revelation of Christ, you will have a clear understanding of your own life. Because it's in Him. Amen. That our identity is defined. Remember, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. Yes. God's dealings, productivity, and success. The concept of occupying till Christ's return. Okay? So when you know God, 
in that revelation knowledge of God how God wants you to prosper now begins to get clear there's a way the world has defined how to prosper there's a way God defined it how God defined it starts with you having a clear understanding of God's nature God's values God's standard God's principles all of that then begins to change you as a person that changes you because we all need to be changed all right yes yes i know you're safe but your character your values your belief system is still patterned after the old you the old man so god will engage this area you know why because god is not going to bless you while the old nature is still going to be there because what the old nature is going to do first is to take the glory secondly to hijack those things that god has given to you in fact to destroy you so god will first do a house cleansing he saves you then he cleanses you he purifies you like we've been reading you know with that scripture where the bible says all right when a demon is cast out of a person it goes into a dry arid land and then it comes back to see if that place that has been driven out is kept clean he understand unoccupied it goes to bring seven more powerful demons than than itself all right to occupy that place and the bible says the last state of the man will be worse than the first so god is very strategic when god cleanses you he then begins to infuse you hallelujah with what you can define as heavenly values amen the mind of christ the ways of christ amen and those sometimes will take time depending on your response depending on how quick you are you can respond because they talk about let your mind be renewed they renew your mind regarding finance how do you look at money they renew your mind regarding the idea of economy they renew your mind regarding the issues of you know uh, uh, what are your preferences there are things you used to love as an unbeliever when you come to the lord they say but those things are no longer good for you please take it away while they are doing this they are bringing certain blessings sometimes they inject you with one or two blessings here and there all right just to keep you going you know it's like giving you life here and there but the main thing they want to give you the wealth of the kingdom the strength of the kingdom the wisdom of the kingdom is yet to come but they're giving you a little blessing here a little blessing there all right and you will assume if you're not careful you'll assume oh god is blessing me no they're giving you those things to keep you but the main thing they want to give to you has not come they want to clean you first they want to purify you first they want your life to become a reflection amen of the values of the standard of god when everything is clear and your life now carries what is called the virtues of the kingdom add to your faith virtue when the virtues of the kingdom as is well established in your life then they bring the wealth of the kingdom hallelujah then those wealth amen will not be hijacked then those wealth will not define you then those wealth will not become, amen, your reference point. Because when you hear people speak, they always speak in terms of, amen, the reference of their giftings, the reference of their blessings, the reference, can't you see what we have done? See what, no, no, no. We, we want you to show us, amen, the virtues and the values of the life of Christ in you. It's from that place God, amen, wants to deal with us. And it's from that place God is calling us, amen, to interact and exchange life amen i hope i've made sense this morning these are powerful kingdom orientation that we are looking at and hopefully when i maybe come back later if god gives me the permission we will amen look at the other those areas but i'm done for this morning <clears throat> i hope you've been challenged i hope you've been blessed i hope you know the way 
we have come across this morning with truth has changed you. All right. Let me repeat again. God wants your life, amen, to be lived in holiness, in sanctification. The pure in heart will see God. To see God is to see how to live life, is to know how to navigate, is to know how to defend, how to protect yourself, amen, how to walk in the path, amen, that could either be broad or straight and narrow, whichever one. There's a highway of holiness that we have to walk. There's a narrow and straight path that we have to walk. So whichever way they bring you into your transition, you embrace it because you know he is with you. He has promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. Father, we thank you once again that this morning, oh God, wisdom has built a house. Yes, and we are that house that wisdom is building. Thank you, Father, for the expressions of your nature. Thank you, Father, for this apostolic blueprint that you're giving to us. In case we have forgotten, we remind ourselves once again that indeed we are of the tribe, O oh God, of the house that wisdom is building. Continue to perfect your will and, and counsels in our life. Continue to imbibe, yes, your, 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 continue to lead us to imbibe your ways and your values in everything we do in our thoughts, Lord. We take captive every thought that rises above your divine intention. We declare that we will not go after what the world strive after. You say these are the things that the Gentile strive for. Your heavenly father knows that you need this thing. You first seek the kingdom of God. The righteousness of God. And every other thing will be added. We thank you this morning that you will add to us that which represents your kingdom. There are no lack in your kingdom. There are periods of test. Yes, and we know that and we embrace it. So we thank you, Father, that even at this moment, it may seem as if we don't, we don't have. No, it's just a test. It's just a seasonal, yes, a, a process that we need to go through for certain things in our life to align, to function in their right order. So that when you truly enrich us, those wealth, those blessings or whatever it is will not, yes, uh, uh, define our life. We honor you. Thank you, Lord, that wisdom is building this house. We are having a better insight and understanding of your ways, your dealings we embrace Thank you, Father, for everyone listening this morning. I pray that they will imbibe these words into their life, that uh, they will go and check themselves as I regularly check myself and check my motive. Lord, that they will check their motive and, and be sure that their life is in alignment with your divine order and standard, that they will not just want to do it by force, by fire, or do it uh, uh, just anyhow, no, but that they will follow your divine injunction. They will follow the divine pattern. They will understand the divine organogram that their life, oh God, will live for truth because truth matters. Truth matters. Not our own truth, not their own truth, but your truth. Jesus, you are the truth. You are the life. You are the way. Help us to embrace all of you. Help us to eat all of you, not some of you. Help us not to unpick and select what we want. But Lord, we choose all of you. Your kingdom come into every aspect of our life. Mentally, emotionally, 
physically, psychologically, spiritually. May every aspect of our life become a reflection of your glory. We thank you, Father. We honor you. May our life reflect your beauty and majesty. May we become a testimony to our generation. As the, as the world continues to collapse, indeed the world is collapsing, may we raise a standard, O oh God, yes, showing forth the value order that will bring people into this ark. May we, O oh God, not fall, O oh God, yes, with the high and mighty, but may we stand as you called us, O oh God, to reflect, yes, the order of your kingdom. We pray Christ be formed in us, be formed in us, be formed in us, so we can form you within the hearts of the nations. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Friends, thank you so very much once again for joining uh, uh, the Potter's Gate this morning. Wherever you are, I'm so grateful. Wherever you're watching from, please do me a favor. Why don't you share you know, uh, what you've learned from the beginning of the year, if you've been following us. Why don't you just drop a word on our timeline just to encourage somebody. Well, I've been hearing certain things from this uh, uh, man of God, from this ministry that have been a blessing to my life. Don't hide it. Don't keep it. If God has blessed you, share something. Put it out there. Let people know. It's a way right, of drawing others. You will, you, will, you will be surprised that through your testimony, other people will be, you know, drawn and will be imparted. You understand? We've got certain people that we, we mentor. You know, yesterday I had to ask some of them, you know, in fact, not some of them, the few people that we're mentoring that, okay, please do share, uh, uh, give us a feedback on what you have learned of what you have received. Yes. You know, in the past 12 months and uh, some very good feedback some we need to adjust yes but we thank god for those feedback i like to do that i need to know that indeed we've been doing what the lord will have us do that what we're saying are not falling on deaf ears so if you're one of those you feel challenged by what you know we've been sharing what we've been saying why don't you drop a line just a line that can change somebody's life you don't know how your words i mean it could be a prophecy you understand i mean when god moves somebody to give a prophetic word oftentimes you don't know what's going on in the life of the people until you say it then like wow what a confirmation yes let your let your testimony be a confirmation to somebody let it be okay something that somebody would think of maybe i should also join you know uh, uh, the, the 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 leadership you know uh, um a school of you know potter's gate maybe i should join all right maybe i should ask this man you know to mentor me and if you do of course you know uh, uh, you'll be built and of course i'm sure you know that we're serious in what we do okay yeah so uh, do that and maybe you're listening and you really feel no no god have used this man to be a blessing to me how can i be a blessing how can i give all right towards this ministry I, I what i'm saying is now it just occurred to me i'm not sure if i got it somewhere here i think i do all right uh even though it's not that clear but uh you can see up here let me see this yeah you can see up here that that will be our paypal you know account and uh you, you can also see the you know our in the bank details my bank details is there all right so in case you want to be a blessing financially to our work if you are here in southern africa south africa southern africa you can use that although it's not very detailed maybe what i need to do is just to put it out there you know on a clearer form i think i would do that you understand 
yes we do need you know your support that's the truth because everything that we do certainly is run by support so we do need your support i do need your support and i know if god has enabled you to support it will be the right thing to do to support but we're not going to force we don't force we don't try to manipulate we just put it out there and like i said because we put it out there somebody responded and i believe you know those who have been a blessing to us right from the inception of this work there are people like that that have been an inception since i came to this country and you know i've been doing the work you know somebody like you know brother mervyn september i don't know if he's watching this morning but he's been of a great support i mean things have been rough challenging but this man has continued financially to support me right since i was in johannesburg i mean these are kind of people that when God blesses this work tomorrow in whatever form or way, his name will be inscribed on gold. He was a blessing. I mean, I, I'm grateful to God. I don't want to mention name. I have to mention his name because he's, he's one of the first until today. As God blesses him, he still responds. With all the challenges, ups and downs we've been through in life. He is still responding. So I'm eternally grateful for people like him. And I know that, you know, God will continue to bless him and his family and his household. And of course, there are others also who have done that. But I, I you know, single-handedly mention his name because he's the first from the beginning. All right. And I, I don't want to say then another person, then I'm forced to say the third person. Then I don't want to do that. All right. But who knows? I might do that, but not today. So thank you, everyone that have been a blessing. All right. Thank you, Brother Mervyn. If you're watching, if you're listening. All right. I do appreciate you. You, you believe in the grace and in the call of God upon my life. You've seen all sides of all side of me. All right. You've been there when we, we were running fellowship here. You were there when the fellowship shut down and you still, you did not stop. All right. So that is a man. That is a voice. That is a vessel. That's an instrument. Yes. He's got his own challenges, but God has used them. And I believe God will continue just because of that seed. I believe his children and his children's children. All right. God will keep them and God will continue to use them. Sometimes when you sow a seed into a ministry, you get to reap the fruits in your grandchildren. Yes, they said, they said the grace that was upon your mother and your grandmother, Eunice. That was a dimension that Timothy tapped into. So what you're doing, you may never see, you may never recognize it in your own life. But it's your children or your children's children that will come into the harvest. Wow. So we want to thank God for people like him and so other many others out there who God have touched, who God have used all right, to be a blessing to us. I'm so grateful to God. All right. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how we can do more of this. So please, if you want to support our work next year, you want to be part, you want to be partner with us. I will really, really appreciate because we do need all the support and the resources that we can get, particularly now that I'm going to be moving to another, you know, province. And, you know, it's like you're starting all over afresh. I'm going to be needing all your assistance. So please, uh, Thank you. Let me not say much. Thank you so very much, everyone. I really, really, really appreciate this. I will be back hopefully um, tomorrow, on you know, or yeah, hopefully tomorrow or maybe later today. All right. Don't forget. But the word of God continue to spread and multiply. I'm excited about this scripture. The word of God, Amen. Continue to 
spread and multiply. Let that be, amen, our desire and our burden for, amen, the coming year. And of course, the word of God grew mightily and prevailed. May the word of God prevail over every issue, over every situation, over every circumstance, over every challenge in your life. May the counsels of God continue to prosper in your life, in your province, in your state, in your nation. May you rise up with the authority of the kingdom. May the mandate of Yahweh continue to advance in your life. May no power of the enemy be able to stop you or hinder what God has begun in your life. Seek the Lord and you will see his face. God bless you, friends. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.